Hello, this is Lafayette Faust, creator of the Nevermore Hollows podcast. Thank you for making the show a success. Please take a moment to subscribe, give five stars, comment, and share the show with your friends. It's the best way to help us grow and to be able to continue to provide quality horror content. Also, please support our new art director, Chris Madman Goins, at Black Sheep Studios TN on Instagram. He has some amazing Nevermore Hollows art for sale, signed by the both of us, as well as many other original pieces I think you're going to love. Now, for you horror hounds who like to have a good laugh, I invite you to check out my other podcast. It's called The Three Uncool Cats. In it, my two friends and I sit in a basement and discuss music, movies, and whatever else comes into our warped minds. I would really appreciate it if you would give it a listen. Now, with that out of the way, I invite you to sit back, turn on a light, and prepare yourself. Hello, I am Lafayette Faust, the creator of this strange little podcast. I'm very grateful for all of you who have become constant listeners. You've given me a platform to pursue my passion, which is writing stories that hopefully entertain and engage, and if I'm doing it right, give you the occasional shiver. This podcast is free, but it isn't free to produce. If you are a fan of the show, I invite you to go by the store and buy a t-shirt or a mug. The link is in the show notes. But, of course, the most important thing you can do is subscribe to us on your favorite platform. Then, please like, share, and rate the show. Any support will be immensely appreciated. The Grim Tale of Grace Macabre, Chapter 16 Jennifer's mothering instinct, after such a horrible day and terrifying nightmare, was to stay by her daughter's side for the rest of the night. It took Grace a few minutes to convince her that she was okay, but finally Jennifer hesitantly left the room. As soon as the door was closed, Grace pushed back the covers and found the oikos patch that she had surreptitiously hidden while her mother comforted her. The patch was ragged on its edges and the bright white letters were stained crimson. She refused to touch it while she struggled to understand how she could have brought it over from the nightmare. She finally summoned up the nerve to touch the patch. Surely it isn't harmful, she thought. She poked the patch with her finger and felt the most curious sensation. Warmth blossomed on the pad of her forefinger and worked its way through her hand and up her forearm. It wasn't a disturbing sensation. In fact, it was nice. 
After a minute, the warm feeling began to ebb, leaving her with a slight tingling on the tip of her finger. She rubbed her forefinger and thumb together, and her thumb began to tingle. Another minute passed and the sensation was completely gone, leaving her sitting in wonder. She reached down and picked up the patch, but this time she only felt the ghost of the curious and comforting feeling, which quickly dissipated. What in the world? she asked aloud. Suddenly, there was a rattling in her nightstand drawer, startling her. She opened the drawer and saw that it was her phone. It was on vibrate and she had just gotten a text. She took the phone and checked the time, noticing it was nearly two o'clock in the morning. She then looked at the number of the person who texted her. She did not recognize it. Why would anyone text her in the middle of the night? She opened the text. It simply read, You're in danger. Grace scrunched up her face. What does that mean? She decided to reply to the text. Who is this? Grace stared at the phone, awaiting a reply. After about five minutes, she decided that it would not come and placed the phone on the nightstand. She leaned back against her headboard and tried to make sense of all the crazy things that were happening. They were strange, confusing, and horrible. And the nightmare, it was awful, and she struggled to shake the creepiness that squirmed in the pit of her stomach. What did it all mean? Her phone vibrated. She snatched it up and read the message. I know about the nightmare. The creepy feeling seeped from the pit of her stomach and oozed completely through her. Her flesh crawled with goosebumps. How could this person know about the nightmare? Grace decided to play along, hoping that the person would give her a clue as to who they were. She also hoped that this mysterious person would give her some answers to the strange happenings. What nightmare? She got an immediate reply. The one with Justin and the undead things. Grace was now shaking. She could hardly type her reply. Who are you? Again, the reply was immediate. There are two messages to take from the nightmare. One is good. The other is evil. Grace sat on the bed, staring at her phone. I don't understand. Her phone vibrated again. The patch or the pen. Grace, hands trembling, decided to call the number and speak to whoever it was that was sending these texts. After four rings, an automated voice on the other end of the line informed her that the voicemail was not activated. As she considered her next move, she received a final message. She opened it, and her heart stopped cold. It was only eight words. 
but they carried immense threat. The patch or the pen, life or death. The Grim Tale of Grace Macabre, Chapter 17 Grace did not sleep the rest of the night. When the morning sun brightened her room, she was thankful it was Saturday. She needed to clear her head. She was exhausted, and she was overwhelmed with a sense of the weird at the horrific dream and the disturbing texts. But she was in fearful wonder about how she could have brought the bloodied patch from Ian's sweatshirt over from the nightmare. Furthermore, when she removed her long-sleeved sleep shirt to step into the shower, she found that she had two hand-shaped bruises on her body, one on her arm where the dead thing had grabbed her in the hall. The other was on her shoulder where Justin had grabbed her and pulled her to the floor. Even though it was a crazy idea, when she looked at these bruises in the mirror, she was forced to consider that she had somehow been inside the nightmare. The patch and the bruises seemed to be indisputable proof. She took a shower and put herself together as best she could, considering that she was pale and had dark circles under her eyes. She made sure to wear a long-sleeved shirt to cover her bruises. She knew that from this moment on her life would be different. She had survived a school shooting, had apparently witnessed the paranormal, and would be forever in wonder. Fear welled up, and she pushed it down deep. She knew that she had to put on a brave face for everyone while she tried to make sense of it all. She had to at least try and live as naturally as possible, though she was now in possession of supernatural knowledge. She walked into the dining room and noticed the table was already set. Jessica and Jennifer were preparing a hearty breakfast in the kitchen. Smelled like pancakes, sausage, and eggs. Grace had doubted that she would be able to eat, but upon smelling the comforting aromas wafting from the kitchen, her stomach growled. Good morning, her mother said as she brought in a platter of fluffy pancakes. She was followed by Jessica, who was smiling and carrying a plate of sausage and eggs. Grace, could you tell Jim and Zach that breakfast is ready? Jessica said. They are out in the driveway washing the Camaro. Grace stepped out onto the wraparound porch of the large Victorian house and took in the view. Nevermore, Georgia was a quaint coastal town wrapped in the halcyon glow of nostalgia. Jim and Jessica lived in a quiet neighborhood with a winding sidewalk lined with plenty of old oak trees draped in Spanish moss. The October sun sent gleaming shafts of golden light between the brilliantly colored foliage. She felt the nip of fall, though it wasn't too terribly cool this morning, and she smelled the salty air that blew in from the ocean. The view gave her a moment of relative peace. Even with all the strange stuff that goes on in this town, she thought, this place is 
beautiful in October. Jim was spraying off the last bit of suds from the back of the Camaro. Zack, as always, was completely soaked. He had made a beard of suds and was acting as if he were an old man, arthritically shuffling around the car toward Jim. Zack couldn't keep up the charade and began to giggle, which in turn caused Jim to give a happy laugh. Grace couldn't help but smile. Breakfast is ready, she said when they had turned their attention to her. Jim and Zack followed her in, and after getting washed up, they all sat around the table. Jim let Zack lead them in praying over the food, which only served to make Zack feel grown up. Then they dug in. Mom told us you had a crazy scary nightmare last night, Zack said. Grace saw that he had changed his soaked shirt for a Pearl Jam t-shirt. Jennifer narrowed her eyes at Zack, clearly perturbed. Oh, he said, I mean, um, did you sleep well? Grace considered her response. She decided to admit the nightmare, but keep the Oikos patch a secret for now. They probably wouldn't believe her anyway. They would probably say that she had taken the patch from Ian's sweatshirt yesterday during the shooting and only realized it after the chaos of the day had subsided. They would probably explain the bruises as self-inflicted during the nightmare. And as she considered this line of thought, she began to cling to the idea that maybe this was what really had happened. It was the sanest explanation. Yes, she said. I had a nightmare. It was awful. Then she remembered the cryptic texts that referenced the nightmare in the patch. She frowned as her fragile hope that it wasn't supernatural began to crumble. Mom said that when she heard you scream, she thought that whoever has been abducting the kids was trying to get you, Zack said. Jennifer pointed her finger threateningly at Zack. He shrugged and said, Hey, this is a spooky town. It could have been happening. The crawling man took that McCree kid last night. Oh, no, Grace replied. Really? Another kid was taken? Unfortunately, Jim said. He shook his head. But let's not talk about that right now. How are you this morning? Well, Grace said, trying to sound as if she were over the dream's effects. It was just a replay of all that had happened yesterday. I'm better now. I'll be okay. Jennifer looked doubtful. Okay, honey, but if you need anything, we'll help you any way we can. Grace poured syrup on her stack of pancakes. I know, Mom. I appreciate it. I just want this weekend to be as relaxing and normal as possible. I agree, Jessica said. I say that after breakfast, we girls ride together to the mall and shop for a while. I need some new shoes. And Zack and I will take the Camaro to the comic store, Jim said, causing Zack to light up. Romero's comics and games always had something special going on that a 13-year-old boy would find cool. Maybe we can meet up at Dante Inferno's Pizzeria for lunch. 
everyone agreed that this was a great plan, finished breakfast, and left the house. Just before getting into the car, Grace decided she wanted to pull up the cryptic text messages she had gotten after her nightmare. She desperately needed to come to some conclusion. Was all this explainable with logic and reason? Or was it supernatural? To her surprise, there was no record of the texts on her phone. It was as if she had never received them. It was in the middle of the night, and I had just experienced that awful nightmare, she thought. Maybe I imagined the texts, or maybe I was still dreaming. Either way, I can't think about any of this right now. Just as she was about to put her phone away, it vibrated. This time, though, it was a text from Nephi. Grace read the message, and her heart fluttered. Nephi had just sent her Ari's cell number. He wanted to speak with her and see if they could find some time to meet. Grace smiled. The idea of getting to know Ari and the runaways lifted her spirits and helped her push back the creepiness she felt by having to consider that she had been touched by the supernatural. Maybe this was the first step to a better, more exciting future. <laughs>